Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. Once again, we are doing the weekly news roundup. Let's get into some news. Tesla announces fix for Model S and Model X screens that can go blank. According to Tesla, the issue is limited to vehicles built prior to March 2018, and that immediately sounds like a recall to me. V8-powered 2006 Audi S4 with manual gearbox sounds fabulous, but it's all about timing. Naturally aspirated V8? Check. All-wheel drive? Check. Manual? Check. Timing chain? Not sure. Mercedes-Benz EQR concept would be, sorry, would make for a sleek electric estate. Mercedes-Benz EQR concept, concept's designer was inspired by the R-Class. Of all the vehicles to be inspired by, that's one of the most unusual I've ever heard of. What's the story with this weird crossover like Mercedes-AMG C63? The mysterious model looks like it could have been an early prototype for the Aston Martin DBX. Considering it's got Aston Martin DBX wheels on it, I would imagine so. Fully electric 60s, Alfa Romeo Giulia GTA is a lustful Italian mistress that'll cost you over $500,000. Totem's electric reincarnation- oh, but that automatically ruins it. Totem's electric reincarnation of the classic Alfa Romeo Giulia will be produced in 20 examples. Now, if we could get that with, let's say, an Alphaholics engine in it, that would be perfect. Because it looks great, it reminds me a lot of that Lancia Delta- reincarnation that we got a while ago. I can't remember what the company was, but that modernization of that of that car, the HF Integrale, that would be pretty cool. Iranian car maker to restart old Dacia Logan production without Renault's involvement. Former former Renault partner Saipa has localized 85% of the parts and production know-how. VW Group investing 73 billion euros in future tech such as e-mobility and digitization or digitalization. As part of this investment, VW will also increase EV and battery production in Germany. Footage shows Tesla rear-ending a Honda at 136 miles per hour well after autopilot disengages due to forward collision warning. The Tesla's autopilot system was disabled roughly 40 seconds before the crash. Toyota Gazoo Racing details V8-powered Hilux lineup for 2021 Dakar Rally. Toyota's racing Hilux is powered by a mid-mounted, naturally aspirated 5-liter V8. A manual gearbox BMW M6 Grand Coupe competition is rarer than you think. This BMW M6 Grand Coupe is one of just 23 in North America with this spec. 1,800 horsepower Lamborghini Huracan pops some massive wheelies at the drag strip. This Lamborghini Huracan has a pair of massive turbochargers and is actually rear-wheel drive. Chevrolet Bolt recalled over fire risk, owners being told to park outside and away from homes. The Chevrolet Bolt is being recalled as the NHTSA is aware of five vehicle fires, including one that spread to a, one that spread to a home. 2022 Infiniti QX55 teased ahead of its debut on November 17th. Infiniti is returning, the, is returning to the crossover coupe segment with the all-new QX55, which promises to pick up where the FX left off. Rivian files patent in the U.S. for a detachable battery pack. Rivian's detachable, detachable battery slots into the R1T's bed and may weigh several hundred pounds. Mopar gives the electric Fiat 500 a modest makeover. Among the accessories offered for the Fiat 500 are bronze accents and an assortment of different wheels. 
Nissan's lawsuit against Carlos Ghosn kicks off in Japan, ex-boss being sued for $95 million. Nissan says their former boss intentionally committed serious misconduct. 2021 Jeep Renegade goes for bronze in Mexico with new special edition. The Jeep Renegade bronze edition starts from the equivalent of $23,845 in Mexico. Toyota and Lexus recalling 5.84 million vehicles worldwide over fuel pump issue. Of the Toyota and Lexus models being recalled, 3.34 million reside in the U.S. SCG Baja Boot could get an 840 horsepower LT5 V8 option. The SCG Boot is already available with a 460 horsepower LS1 and a 650 horsepower LT4 V8. Last, Pagani Waira Roadster is an exposed carbon-bodied, jaw-dropping machine. Production of the Pagani Waira Roadster has officially ended with Car 100. Elon Musk calls COVID-19 tests bogus after testing twice positive and twice negative on the same day. Musk claims to have been tested four times by the same nurse and using the same machine. Lamborghini teases a new Huracan-based model will debut next week. Lamborghini's latest supercar will debut on November 18th. What's funny is that I've got a meeting to attend to that day, so... Oof. BMW may axe coupes and roadsters from lineup. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. CEO wants current Toyota Alliance to grow stronger. BMW CEO will, will seek to extend the relationship with Toyota beyond 2025. Hyundai has a fix for smelly palisades, but it kind of stinks. What's great is that that's actually a continuation from an article that, it, that we read, I think, two weeks ago. 2022 Kia Sportage makes Spy debut in Europe looking nothing, looking like nothing from Kia's current lineup. The 2022 Kia Sportage will reportedly debut in April 2021 with up to five electrified powertrains. The 2021 Ford Bronco four-door is big enough for two people to sleep in. The 2021 Ford Bronco four-door's rear sleeping area exceeds 21 square feet. Porsche Le Mans Living Legend is a stunning one-off roadster, sorry, one-off racer with butterfly doors. The inspiration for the Porsche Le Mans Living Legend concept was the iconic 550. I might do a Sunday special, not not for tomorrow, but do a Sunday special where we just go through every every let's say study car that they went through. Italian police used a Lamborghini Huracan for urgent 300-mile kidney tr transport run from Rome to Padua. I probably got that horribly wrong. The Lamborghini Huracan averaged a blistering 145 mile per hour run, or sorry, managed, no, averaged a blistering 145 miles per hour during the run, arriving in a little over two hours. That was a 300 mile run, and it took just, just over two hours. That, that's a cannon, that, that's a kind of cannonball run I can get behind. Lordy, that's crazy. Daimler boss says company will shrink during the next five years. Daimler's shift to electric and autonomous vehicles will also result in job losses. I'd imagine that that would be partially due to automation. Buick's China-only 2021 GL6 minivan gets mild hybrid powertrain and some new tech. Buick claims that the 2021 GL6's new powertrain offers a 7.6% reduction in fuel consumption. Nissan previews 2021 Sushi. For, for new listeners, I call the Nissan Qashqai the Sushi because Qashqai is awful name. And its new e-power hybrid unit. The new Nissan Sushi will be sold in North America as the 2022 Rogue Sport with different powertrains. Hennessy Venom GT to be unveiled before the end of 2020. Well, Hennessy, you have very little time for, for you to do that. You have very little time to get that done. 
The Hennessy Venom GT is powered by a 1,872, no, 1,817 horsepower twin turbo 6.6 liter V8. Sure it is. 2021 Ford Everest Base Camp is a $64,990, well, Australian dollar, I guess, affair in, as I said, Australia. The rear-wheel drive sport joins the range. Ford's Everest, Everest Base Camp is limited to just 450 units down under. Polestar announces winners of a 2040 design, yeah, 2040 design contest. Includes an autonomous pod and airship. An electric yacht will also was also called out for honorable mention. McLaren Design Super Garage can be yours for a cool 16 million. Penthouse and a 765 LT included. The 1,719 square feet garage is connected to the penthouse via a private elevator. Jeep to introduce a new vehicle on November 17th. 2022 Honda Civic sedan spotted with a more formal design. The 2022 Civic will follow in the footsteps of the Accord and adopt a tamer design. Rivian confirms R1T and R1S pricing, both EVs launching in mid-2021. The Rivian R1T pickup starts at $67,500, while the R1S SUV starts from $70,000. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back. I thought we would start off with the Lamborghini transporting the kidney article, so let's just get right into it. A few weeks back, the Italian state police received a call to facilitate a kidney being transported from Rome to Padua. I think I got that wrong. I'm almost certain I got it wrong, but I can't remember how to say it properly. Uh, rapidly. And instead of using a police escort or get approvals from a hel- get approvals for a helicopter flight, they just threw it in the front of a Lamborghini Huracan and blasted off. The supercar then went on a nearly 300-mile or 500-kilometer journey which would normally take more than four hours to complete. The Huracan did it in just over two hours, averaging 145 miles per hour or 230 kilometers per hour. After reaching Gemelli University Hospital in record time, the kidney was, taking, was taken into an operating room for a life-saving surgery, reports EN24. The state police then posted the following clip on Twitter, saying that you don't need superpowers in order to save lives, because solidarity, technology, and efficiency can also get the job done. I feel like that should be Batman's message, <laughs> especially on the efficiency front. There are multiple Lamborghini Huracan police vehicles in Italy featuring recording equipment, video cameras, VHF police radio, portable fire extinguishers, and of course, a refrigeration system for the luggage compartment in the front designed specifically with organ transportation in mind. Now, could this have taken place with any other type of vehicle? Yes and no. There are less exotic models that can average 145 miles per hour over that distance. Say for instance, a BMW 330i. Doesn't even have to be an M3. However, you still need the refrigeration system, which was obviously key here, making this Huracan an ideal choice for such a time-sensitive manner. Next, we have the Hyundai Palisade recall from, uh, from I think, the second page on Car Scoops. Certainly the first segment of, the, of this podcast. When you shell out nearly $50,000 for a Hyundai Palisade calligraphy, the last thing you want is a noxious, knock-you-on-your-butt wall of odor most frequently likened to garlic, onions, and body odor. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what happened to Cars.com and many other owners who reached out to the publication after experiencing the same problem. However, Hyundai has come up with a solution. According to the publication, the automaker determined the cause of the odor was the imitation leather used on the head restraints in limited and calligraphy models equipped with Napa leather. 
There was apparently a flaw in the manufacturing process and this caused them to emit an offensive smell. As a result, the manufacturing process has been altered to prevent future smells in new models. For existing models, there's a multiple step fix that sounds less than ideal. After dropping off a smelly palisade, dealership technicians will remove the headrest and spray an odor neutralizing solution down the post holes. In effect, it's the automotive equivalent of using odor eaters. Unfortunately, this doesn't always work. This was the case with Cars.com's Palisade, and dealers will then use a different odor eliminator to see if that removes the smell. This isn't a guaranteed fix either, and if the smell rain remains, owners may be eligible to receive new headrests made using the modified manufacturing process. This is what happened in the publication's case, and they said the headrest swap seemed to do the trick. This is obviously less than ideal, as Palisade owners might have to take their vehicle to a dealership on three different occasions to fix the problem, no less. However, Hyundai spokesman Miles Johnson said the initial odor eliminating application normally works, and it's a rare occurrence that all seven headrests have to be replaced. That's a bit of an odd decision from Hyundai, especially considering you would think they'd make the decision to just replace the headrests entirely just to give their customers a better dealership experience with not having to bring their car to and from the dealership on, frankly, more than one occasion, but... Perhaps perhaps they just don't want to go through that trouble and just say, hey, we can just spray it down and maybe it would fix it. But if it's not a guaranteed fix, and if replacing the headrest is, as it would seem so far, a guaranteed fix, again, that's a bit of an odd judgment call to say, no, we'll just deodorize it first, and then you might have to bring your car back to the dealership again to actually solve the issue. Because they were saying they'll use a deodorizer, and if that doesn't work, they'll use a different one. And if that doesn't work, they'll just replace it entirely. Well, if it takes two deodorizers to fix the problem, again, wouldn't the simpler solution just be to replace all the headrests? Or at the very least, well, yeah, no, just replace all the headrests. I know that that's expensive, but again, Hyundai and Kia, those two specifically, have worked on improving the quality of their cars and providing significantly a significantly better dealership experience than... 20 years ago. I'm not saying this is a complete step back, but this seems like an odd call considering they've worked so hard on building the reputation and the dealership experience that they've built so far. That just doesn't make as much sense as replacing them outright. Now let's get on to that, that, that COVID article about Elon Musk. This one's a little bit curious to me. Tesla CEO Elon Musk took to Twitter in order to tell his followers that something extremely bogus is going on after his COVID-19 test yielded back both negative as well as positive results on the same day. Musk was tested a total of four times, with two tests coming back negative and two positive. He even says that he used the same test, the same machine, and even the same nurse. He was immediately bombarded by messages claiming that his tweet was irresponsible, especially since... He later added that he's yet to go get a PCR test, where PCR stands for polym polymer hmm, polymerase, maybe? Chain reaction. These are generally viewed as the most accurate type of test, especially when compared to antigen. In a separate tweet, Musk then, then implied that what's happening with him is happening to others too. And that's why and it, and Okay, that's a bit of a typo. And it's why we're getting all these spikes with people getting diagnosed with COVID. He also insinuated that getting mixed results mixed results could also be some type of revenue uh, revenue scheme i was about to butcher that word so bad the tesla boss who recently traveled to germany and sweden has also been proven wrong as far as far as saying there should be no new cases in the u.s by the end of april 
He made that statement back in March, based on current trends as reported by Electrek. As for the rest of us, it's important to point out that the FDA has already cautioned the public about COVID-19 antigen tests resulting in false positives. So don't take this situation lightly and get a PCR test if you suspect that you might might have gotten the virus. So basically, that whole that whole situation is a cluster truck. So if he got, because what it seems they're saying is that he got an antigen test, and that's why he got mixed results which were consistent yet not. Consistent that he got two negatives and consistent that he got two positives, but he shouldn't have gotten two negatives and two positives. And he was also wrong about their, about the fact that there shouldn't have been any more cases in the U.S. by the end of April back in March. But at the same, but at the same time, why are there still antigen tests if they're that inaccurate? I don't, I've long been critical of Elon Musk and the things that he said, that he said, but even a broken clock is right twice a day. I don't think that that should be completely ignored. It should be investigated, but if it if the antigen test is known to be a bit inaccurate, well then, that's not really news, is it? That's something we've kind of known. Moving on from that article, though, let's get on to Carlos Gozan. God dang, I'm, much like Takata, I'm kind of ready to be... I'm kind of ready for this to just go away because it just... Much like Takata, it just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up at least three times a year, but... As annoying as I find it, there's a reason why. Carlos Gozan remains a free man. That's 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 a crime. Remains a free man, but his legal troubles are far from over. That's abundantly clear today, as Nissan's civil lawsuit against their former chairman and CEO kicked off in a Yokohama district court in Japan. Gozan's former employ- employer is suing him for 10 billion. I think that's 10 billion yen, 95.6 billion dollars or 72.5 billion euros, I think that says. As they allege, a robust and thoroughly internal investigation concluded that Gozen intentionally committed serious misconduct. In a statement released to the media today, the automaker said the facts surrounding the misconduct will be shown during the court proceedings and the law will take its course. While they didn't go into many specifics, the automaker filed the lawsuit as part of Nissan's policy of holding Gozen accountable Accountable? Accountable for the harm and financial losses incurred by the company due to the misconduct. Gozen's legal drama is multifaceted, but Reuters notes he has he was charged with hiding 9.3 billion, I think yen, or 88.9 billion dollars in compensation by Japanese prosecutors. He's also alleged to have used the company as his personal piggy bank and transferred personal finan- financial losses to the automaker's books. Gozen seemingly rejected the allegations in an email statement to Reuters as he said the civil lawsuit is an extension to the extremely unreasonable internal investigation with sinister intent by a portion of Nissan's senior management and the unreasonable arrests and indictments by the public prosecutors. I had my fingers in air quotations that entire time. While the legal drama was interesting enough, Gozen's escape from Japan grabbed headlines across the globe. While under house arrest, he managed to flee and travel to Lebanon without anyone noticing. It's believed Gozen hired a former Green Beret to help him escape, and he reportedly hid in a large box to board a private jet which took him to Turkey. Once there, the fugitive reportedly changed planes and then flew to freedom in Beru. I think I got that right. Moving on, we have a Chevrolet Bolt recall. If, if it's a recall on one of the bolts on the car, I'm, gonna, I'm going to laugh hysterically. General Motors and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, have announced a critical recall that affects 50,932 Chevrolet Bolts from the 2017 and 2019 model years. According to the NHTSA, the EV's 
Cell packs have the potential to smoke and ignite internally, which could spread to the rest of the vehicle and cause a structure fire if parked inside a garage or near a house. The government isn't mincing words as they say, no, as they said, these vehicles can catch fire even if they are turned off, turned off, parked, and disconnected from a charging unit. The situation is so critical that owners are being asked to park outside and away from homes until the problem has been fixed. I am now realizing that by what I was saying about if it's about a boat, I'm going to laugh hysterically. That comment has not aged very well, has it? That aged immediately poorly. <laughs> There's a reason for the urgency, as the NHTSA has confirmed five fires related to the issue. These incidents have caused two injuries, and at least one of the fires spread from the vehicle and ignited a home. GM will be providing dealers a software update that will limit the charge of affected vehicles to 90% while they continue to investigate the issue. The update will be available on November 17th, but the company, the company, company, wow, it just went full Southern, but the company also provided instructions for owners who want to limit charging right away. For 2017 and 2018 bolts, owners are being told to charge the vehicle, change the vehicle charge settings to use the hilltop reserve option. For 2019 models, owners are being instructed to change charge settings to enable target charge level at 90%. The automaker also released an instructional video and said those who are unable to successfully make these changes or do not feel comfortable making these changes, not park your car in your garage or carport until you have visited your dealer. GM went on to say engineers are working around the clock to identify a permanent fix and we intend to deploy a final remedy to remove the 90% limitation as quickly as possible after the first year 2021. Sorry, after the first of the year, 2021. So probably late first quarter, mid second quarter, which means you're going to be looking at May. You might be looking at May before they get a good fix. And that's a little bit late. So definitely heed their advice and change your settings immediately. Next, I kind of wanted to get into that article about the Tesla autopilot kind of failing. A Tesla's onboard front camera has captured the moment the EV rear-ended a Honda Civic on Highway CA24 near Lafayette, California recently. The video was shared on Twitter by noted hacker and security researcher Green the Only, who is understood to have received it from a salvage yard where this Tesla was sitting. The standard footage from the front of the Tesla shows it speeding down one of the center lanes of the highway, According to the separate clip that overlays the Tesla's various semi-autonomous visualizations over the video, it is revealed that the speed differential between the two cars at the time of the rear-end collision was a shocking 63 miles per hour, or 101 kilometers per hour. Black box data from the, te from the Tesla confirms it was traveling at 136.55 miles per hour, or 219.7 kilometers per hour, at the moment of impact. The video cuts out almost immediately after the Civic is hit from behind, so it's hard to know how much damage was caused to the two cars, although we guess they must have been totaled. Green the Only notes that autopilot disengaged roughly 40 seconds before the crash and the forward collision warning chime was triggered. It is unclear why the driver of the Tesla continued to accelerate after the, auto after the autopilot had been disabled. The front collision warning alarmed them and they still and still they made no attempt to break or swerve out of the way of the slower moving Honda. Maybe they were asleep. I don't know, that, that's about the only explanation that I can think of. Maybe they were on their phone, they were texting, something. The most likely explanation is that the driver was distracted, but even still, that doesn't explain why they were, moving, why they were driving so fast. In incidents like this, it would be, you know, 
helpful to get in touch with a Tesla representative for a comment. But as Jalopnik notes, just butchering words this entire podcast, the California electric car maker doesn't see the need to have a press department at all. We got to get some answers on that. Next, we have the VW Group investing 73 billion euros, I believe, in future tech such as e-mobility and digitalization. The VW Group is planning on investing 73 billion or 860 million uh, billion dollars within the next five years in future technologies such as e-mobility, hybrids, and digitalization. As part of this investment, the group will also be increasing electric vehicle and battery production in Germany while expecting the global economy to grow moderately between now and 2025. Of those 73 billion euros, roughly 35 billion or 41 billion dollars will go into fully electric vehicle tech with 11 billion or 11 billion euros or 13 billion dollars earmarked for the development of hybrid variants, stated the carmaker. As part of the Volkswagen Group's investment planning, the Board of Management and Supervisory Board today set the cornerstones of securing the group's future success. The transformation of the group and its brands and the strategic focus on the, on the core areas of mobility will be consistently implemented. Considering the enormous challenges we face in the coming years, our financial basis is very solid, said VW Group Chairman Hans Dieter Hotz. I can't figure out how to say your last name, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Volkswagen CEO Herbert Diaz, sorry if I got your name wrong, added that the company is now a global leader with our electric platforms and a broad range of electric vehicles, and that in the coming years, it will be crucial to also reach a leading position in car software in order to meet people's needs for individual, sustainable, and fully fully connected mobility in the future. To that end, we have doubled our digitalization spend. Within the next 10 years, VW envisions producing some some 26 million fully electric models for Europe, China, and the U.S., with 19 million of them based on the carmaker's MEB architecture and the other 7 million on the high-performance PPE platform. Over that same period, it will produce around 7 million hybrids. On the software side, the group will rely on Audi's Artemis project, which from 2024 will yield a proprietary software stack. Meanwhile, a large chunk of the funds set aside for digitalization will be invested in fields such as artificial intelligence and autonomous driving tech. VW is also looking to contribute to the German economy by turning lower saxonomy? By turning lower saxonomy, I'm probably getting that wrong, into the country's second, into the country's second center of electric mobility after Saxony. Saxony? I guess it's Saxony. Because it's S-A-X-O-N-Y. I digress. The group will also invest around 1 billion euros in battery tech and build a cell production facility with Swedish joint venture partner Northvolt come 2024. Also starting in 2024, VW's plant in Wolfsburg will begin building a new SUV aimed at European buyers, although we don't know if it's going to be fully electric or not. The MDEN plant, however, will produce the four-door all-electric VW Aero sedan from 2023, along with the ID4 crossover. Last but not least, the next-gen Passat will be built in Bratislava, Slovakia, starting in 2023, together with the Skoda Superb. And that is actually going to be it for this segment. We didn't actually get to all the articles I was planning to, so I'll probably add them to a list for next week. Anyway, though, I will see you all for the final segment. Hey, hey, everyone, we are back. Now, before we get into just speed reading some headlines on car scoops, I actually thought I should get into this Tesla article because it seems to sort of tie into a recall, and I thought that that was important. So, Tesla announces fix for Model S and Model X screens that can go blank. Tesla will fix an issue that can result in the touchscreens of the Model S and the Model X suddenly going blank. 
The issue is limited to vehicles built prior to March 2018 and results in drivers losing access to vital functions like the rearview camera, climate controls, navigation, and the infotainment system. To fix the defect, Tesla has announced a warranty adjustment program that applies to vehicles with less than 100,000 miles on the clock, although we're not sure why mileage matters, that are within eight years of their original in-service or delivery date. To resolve the problem, Tesla will replace the potentially faulty 8GB embedded multi multimedia cards in the control unit with a 64GB multimedia card. The warranty adjustment program applies only to Model S and Model X vehicles built before March 2018. Model S and Model X vehicles built during and after March 2018, as well as all infotainment upgrades, are now sorry are not equipped with the 8GB EMMC, and parts other than the 8GB EMMC are not included in this warranty adjustment program, Tesla said in a statement. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, first opened an investigation into the, multi into the malfunctioning screens after receiving 11 customer complaints. The automaker says they are not aware of any crashes or injuries related to the issue of... No, related to the issue and Model S and Model X owners with vehicles built before March 2018 can continue to drive them. Repairs will only be made to those vehicles that have experienced a malfunction of the infotainment screen. Alrighty, and with that out of the way, let's get back on to speed reading some headlines. Although not really speed reading them. <laughs> 2021 Kia Carnival High Limousine launches in Korea as high roof range topper. That's not a roof box. It's an extension providing more headroom for passengers. It's... What is it? A roof box? Yeah. You know that Koenigsegg-Aguero roof box from the 2011R? Okay, imagine that, but on a minivan, but it's not a roof box. That's what it looks like. I forgot what the actual name is, but... Yeah, that's a weird addition. I suppose it was cheaper to do that, though, than to make, than to make a new and bespoke roof just for Korea. Hertz expands subscription service across the U.S., priced from $599. The all-exclusive subscription service is available now nationwide. New 2022 Honda Civic Sedan debuting next week in prototype form. Honda's new Civic Sedan will launch next spring as a 2022 model. 2022 Ford E-Transit bounced with 126-mile range, sub $45,000 base price. Built at the Kansas City plant, the Ford E-Transit will arrive in late 2021. New Ferrari SF90 Spider drops its top and brings 1,000 horsepower to the party. Ferrari's plug-in hybrid supercar is now available with a retractable hardtop. That should probably say hypercar. VW Touareg, yep, it's still going, just not here in America, joins the remote parking cryo with new smartphone-compatible function. The Touareg SUV has become Volkswagen's first vehicle to get a remote parking function. SA and Engie, probably got that wrong, teaming up for e-mobility joint venture. The two companies will create an Italian e-mobility technology firm with an established industrial footprint. 2021, Audi Q3 gains 40 TFSI entry-level spec for $34,000. The 2021 Audi Q3 40 TFSI costs $2,000 less than the current 40, 45 TFSI entry-level variant. All-new 2021 Kangoo is here looking more like a Dacia than a Renault. Renault will launch the 2021 Kangoo next year in four different variants. Did Porsche accidentally ooh, give us a glimpse of the 2023 Macan EV? Porsche might have just given us a first look at the upcoming Macan EV. 2021 Audi SQ5 TDI gains updated powertrain and sleeker looks. The revamped Audi SQ5 TDI will launch in Europe in the first quarter of 2021. Chevrolet Silverado lands in Australia through GM's Specialty Vehicles Division. The Chevrolet Silverado 1500 will be converted to right-hand drive by Wilkinshaw Automotive. 2021 Lincoln Nautilus Tees debuts November 20th. 
The 2021 Nautilus is slated to feature a higher quality interior that echoes the one found in the Aviator. Mazda's US-built crossover to feature a Toyota sourced hybrid system. Mazda will also sell a version of the Toyota Yaris Hybrid in Europe. Honda offers flexible lease options for certified pre-owned vehicles. Honda's pilot program is available at select dealers in California and Florida. Acura NSX, yeah that thing is still around, drifts into 2021 with heritage-inspired Long Beach Blue Pearl paint job. The 2021 Acura NSX is currently available to order and pricing starts at $157,500. They have done nothing to update the NSX, have they? Have we, I don't think we've even, we've even gotten an NSX Type R. We need an NSX Type R, dang it! That thing has been around since about, what, 2017? And it, judging from this photo, it even looks exactly the same. It currently has a bit of viperitis, I would say. That's what it currently has. Used car prices continue to climb. Up nine. Well, actually, it's even it's got worse than Viperitis because they haven't even introduced an ACR, a TA, a nothing. Used car prices continue to climb, up 9.5% from last year. Used car buyers paid an additional $2,193 in October compared to a year ago. Mini Vision Urbanaut announced debuts November 17th. We got a lot of sub, uh, November 17th debuts. The Mini Vision Urbanaut could be an autonomous electric vehicle. Audi RS6 GTO concept makes station wagons super cool again. The Audi RS6 GTO concept was created by trainees in... I can't even pronounce that. I can't even try. Ariel Adam 4 is faster than the Bugatti Veyron SS at the Top Gear test track. The stake drove the Ariel Adam 4 across the finish line in 1 minute and 16 seconds flat. You'll have 2.7 seconds to buy Porsche Design X Puma sneakers inspired by the 8 generations of 911 Turbo, on the, once again on the 17th of November. The Porsche Design and Puma shoes will be available for pre-sale for just 2.7 seconds. Hyundai expanding electrified lineup to 10 models in 2022, including production versions of 45 and Prophecy Concepts. Next year, Hyundai will launch the Ioniq 5 crossover and Ioniq 5 sedan. Emory Motorsports' latest Porsche 356A Coupe Restomod is the stuff of dreams. The latest Emory Motorsports Porsche 356A has a 2.6 liter tur no, doesn't say, has a 2.6 liter engine with 260 horsepower. That is going to be it for this week's weekly news roundup though. I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell, then all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well then, before you set off, type in Cody's Car Conundrum in wherever you get your podcast, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I do hope you enjoyed. I'll see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.